The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and I'm pleased to have you on board as we talk about the sport of kings here on Winning Ponies. Thanks for taking your time to be with us. Without you, there'd be no us, and we greatly appreciate it. Winning Ponies, more than just a radio show. Dig them up online, www.winningponies.com, and see for yourself. Actually, I'm looking at something here from last week. And this was, if you were lucky enough on track, you received a copy. And if you paid attention online, you received a free copy of River Downs, which they do pretty well at. In 2010, the exotic payouts at Little River Downs, over $179,000. Let me run down a few bullet point benefits of the Winning Ponies gang. They cover all major tracks in the U.S. and Canada, even quarter horses. My man Pete Aiello loves that. Their picks are color-coded and tiered, and it pretty much can't get any easier than that. I can't even mess that one up. Competitive pricing, 75 cents per winning credit, and you get pro-rated picks. You only pay for the races that you bet on. So that's pretty sweet. You're not going to get charged the $25 or $50 or $10 or 12 or 18 whatever the competition is charging. It's only for what you use. Free in-depth analysis, including past performance for each horse. Looks just like the program, or if you're a form fan or whatever you, whatever you like to take a look at, the PPs are right there. Do you research and check the list of results for the past year at all the tracks they cover? They don't change them. They leave them up there, good and or bad because they want you to know the truth. The big is a list of the updated biggest hits, which is updated throughout the day. Referral bonuses. Now, here's something for you. Refer a friend to us, and when they make a credit purchase, we give you credits. It's our way of saying thanks. Well, something in your ching-ching pocket there. Handicapping articles written by our handicapping experts. Last week, had a live Internet radio show. Interviewed big names in the industry. Last week, we had Andy Byer on. This week, I'm going to surprise you. Going to make you wait a minute or two. We got another man, one heck of a handicapper. Provide the best racing blog with informative contact as free selections as well. Excellent customer service. Quick turnaround. That's winning ponies for you. It's more than just a radio show. That's just one aspect that I get to do here. Write for them a bit. Blog, free selections. Check it out, www.winningponies.com. As I said, if you were at River, you had a free copy last week, and you could have taken one down offline. But you're only going to catch things like that if you peruse the site and take advantage of it and take full advantage of the freebies. It's always good stuff. Always good stuff to get the freebies. I like that. My dad even can't uh, complain about the price of a freebie. What's on the docket for this evening? 
recount and rundown of last weekend. Kind of keep you up to speed. Our second segment, Winning Ponies, is pleased and honored to have on my compadre, John Engelhart, to break down the International Festival of Racing at Arlington, the Arlington Million. Big weekend up there. Then we got a news from around the world of racing. Final furlong handicapping with yours truly. All of which, whole lots of fun. Let's start off with the biggins. Friday, August 13th, 182 total biggins. Leading the pack of Angelin. Race number six, 11,315 even. That's pretty sweet in the big easy. Saturday, August 14th, 157 total biggins. Delmar, race number one, a superfecta. $27,253.60. Sunday, August 15th, 123 total biggins. Pinnacle. Race 7, a Superfecta, 9607.80. Monday, August 16th, 44 total biggins. Prairie Meadows, Race 7, a Superfecta key, 14867.80. Tuesday, August 17th, 45 total biggins. Mountaineer, Race 4, Superfecta key. 5,941.40. Wednesday, August 18th, 67 total bingans. Woodbine, race 7, $4,819.70. Thursday, August 19th, that is today, Saratoga, race number five. This is subject to change because races are still going on. Superfecta Key at Saratoga, 6,743. Even right behind it was Rio Toso Downs, race five. Superfecta Key, 6,004. 77 even. you got to love that. Kind of keeps you up to score, lets you know, and kind of letting you know what's happening here. I was reading an article in the Daily Racing Forum about the once upon a time owner, Frank Brunel. Now, this guy sounded like a guy from the throwback from the past, because he was. Now, this was an excerpt from Frank Brunel's column in the 1898 American Sporting Manual. Now, these are kind of some of his tidbits and sporting play points here, like bullet points, I'll say, of uh, you know, how not to lose at the races. The way not to lose, as I found it, is in a few of these directions. Never play a horse at less than evens. Okay, money management. Study the horse and his disposition, so he's a man with a keen eye. John Engelhardt would like that one. Figure form on the basis of universal honesty. Hmm, I guess be true to yourself. Think for yourself. It's the only way to find out how good you are, given a plan throughout. Very nice. When you can, always ensure yourself by place betting. I've talked about place parlays. One, two, three betting is not worthy of the attention of the intelligent bidder. I once bet Bill Riley at 20 to 1, won a one, two, three horse that went to post a two and a half to 1, and he was fourth. Okay. So he's talking about where to bet. Use handicap figures. Now, this is long before the buyer figures popped out of the form. To check on your own observation of class. This is from 1898, take it. Never seek to get even on a losing day by taking chances on a long shot, which isn't within calculations. There are other days. Frank was spewing out great wisdom in these times. Do not weaken on your choice because the price is long. So don't let the odds board make up your mind is what he was saying. The 10 years average of winning favorites about is less than 41%. Very nice. Very nice indeed uh, for winning favorites, 41%. River Downs is right up in the 40 percentile range. Time is an important factor. Discard the 
American argument about general worthlessness, I always figure next to class, speed, and individuality. Class, as I calculate them, is a great general ability to do great things when called upon them. I like this. Keep a record of impressions as an individual action and performance in bad going. Less than 17% of the favorites went on tracks that are denominated slow, muddy, or heavy. There's a little tidbit I didn't know. 17% of the favorites, slow, muddy, or heavy tracks win. These are general rules that have led me to avoid loss and betting the chances of various groups of American racehorses. Now, this is from the Daily Racing Forum, Frank Brunel, 1898. And here's a little something that kind of caught my eye. Here he is. He's wanting to sell the form. Brunel called only a few people, and the buyer was Moses Annenberg, who Brunel met on business trips in Milwaukee. Annenberg, working for the newspaper titan, William Randolph Hearst, loved the newspaper and had money to spend. Annenberg spent much of his time in childhood, time, I would say, in Chicago, and used to sell newspapers in the shadow of Washington Park near the turn of the century. They liked each other. The selling price was $400,000. Okay, that, that's pretty fair. I guess nowadays, I mean, try, try to create... Now, this is, this is way back when, in 1922. Now, where's 400000 at now? Now, it covers the headquarters and office in New York and an outpost in Buffalo, which served customers in Canada. The meeting in New York showed his books. Everything's up to check. Annenberg says, how do you want the money? Cashier's check? No, Brunel replied. I want cash. Cash. Annenberg called Peter Brady a respected banker <laughs> and told him he needed 400000 in cash. Wrap it up in a newspaper. My son will be over to pick it up. With great laughter, he's going to come over there and carry four hundred grand in a newspaper under his arm like a fish. And th- that was the passing of the baton from one great Chicagoan to another and the Daily Racing Forum would make the Annenbergs wealthy in the first year alone. Moses cleared the purchase price. So $400,000 back then is, is incredible. His wife, uh, she passed away, and in 1933 at 81, he died at his winter home. His newspaper was well on his way. It might not, he might not have known the, the great reach of the Daily Racing Forum at the time. You know, in the very beginnings, they, they, they did everything they could. They had a, a Dearborn Street uh, office in Chicago. And it was kind of dank, small, wasn't much, really wasn't much. And, and he wasn't sure how it was going to take off. And it, it talked about in the beginning of 1894, he left the Tribune where he won a national reputation for the excellence of work to prepare for resources of his newspaper. And he was visited by a young gentleman from Cincinnati, and a, once an exercise rider, but a time a printer who followed the racing scene. Some of the first tracks, Coney Island was the only track with past performances until July 8th, and then Brighton Beach, and then Latonia, old Latonia race course, which was in northern Kentucky, close to actually where my I call home, close to River Downs. And when they opened the old, the new Latonia, they took on the name, and which became Turfway Park. So this is kind of how he saw things. And he was, in 1898, in the American Sporting Manual, he was giving you money management advice, the, impa- the, the important factors to him, about the disposition 
and the look of the horse. Study the horseman's disposition. Now, John Englehart's going to be joining us on. He's got a really keen eye for horse flesh. He goes down the paddock so many times. When he comes back, I mean, I, I know what I'm seeing to a, to a great degree, but John really has a keen eye for it. Makes all the difference in the world, especially studying. Uh, no matter how they look in the form, they can come out and be the, the, the way they hang their head. I think he could go on about three days in a week, and and just tell you what to look for, which is really handy as a handicapper. But I just wanted to throw that out. Frank Brunel, once upon a time, kicked off a little newspaper called the Daily Racing Form, and he did pretty well with it. Sold it for four hundred thousand dollars, wrapped in a newspaper. Well, it is time to head out to our first break, and when we return, we're going to be speaking with our special guest of the week, Turk Publicist of America President, Mr. John Collins Ingohart, but you're only going to get it here on Winning Pony. Passing out hundred-dollar bills, and it kills, and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back to Winning Bunny. Get it on, boy. Get him, Dion. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time to be with us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about thoroughbred racing. This is our second segment, and each and every week we have a special guest. This week, no different. Joining us this time is TPA President, longtime publicity director, Riverdowns, professional photographer, Renaissance man, in an ordained minister, Mr. John Collins Ingor. Johnny boy, are you there? Say hi, Aaliyah! <laughs> Wait a minute. What is the name of the church you're, uh, that you actually oversee? Universal Life Church. Universal Life Church. That's, or, that's right. I'll be performing another wedding uh, this Saturday of Labor Day weekend for Matt Woolley, who is an equine photographer based in Lexington, Kentucky. I, You know... I kind of tongue-in-cheek have given you a little grief about it, but it's something you're, you're a man endeared to your faith, and, and I, I think it's just an extension thereof of just doing good things for people. But I, I think, you know, uh, kind of giving you a little grief, uh, uh, you're the minister uh, of the Church of What's Happening Now. That's right, baby, the Church <laughs> of What's Happening Now. So, and you also uh, conducted your niece, Aaron's. Yes, I did. I married my niece, Aaron out at uh, the foot of Mount Rainier, and the next day we were all at Emerald Downs. What more could a man ask for? <laughs> Johnny, you're a, as, as I like to say, renaissance man. I've learned a whole lot from John Engelhart, uh, not speaking in uh, third person for him. I've learned a whole lot from him about handicapping and, moreover, how, how to speak in public. He's, 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 a, he's a man of the, of the people and uh, very recognizable in our area and the industry as well. John, I'm going to just allude to just a few things uh, that you've been doing, your, your photography endeavors. Uh, anything new on the horizon for you in the mornings? Uh, well, I just got back from the University of Dayton. I extended my uh, show there uh, throughout the month of August, so I was pleased about that, uh, my alma mater. And uh, other than that, uh, I've actually broken into the show horse uh, arena, something different. I've got to learn a, a whole new kind of uh, way to shoot horses, but... There's some beautiful horses out there. I mean, I love the animal. I, I, lo- I love the people around them. Quite frankly, I like race trackers a little bit better than the show horse people. But they are magnificent animals, and I'm happy to, to capture their image. Well, beauty is beauty, and uh, if anybody can find it through the lens, it'll be you and or Pat Lang, and uh, quite a team you make. And you've been involved with a renowned photographer, uh, speaking of another one, uh, Tony Leonard, uh, these past few months. Yeah, I mean, anybody that uh, you know, can go back to the thoroughbred record, uh, you know, the days, uh, thoroughbred times. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever had more covers of the Blood Horse or the thoroughbred times over the years than uh, the esteemed Tony Leonard. Uh, Tony's a Cincinnati native who was, uh, became a, uh, a club singer that became uh, the, what we would say the Ansel Adams of uh, equine photography. Just went down last week, celebrated Tony's 88th birthday. Uh, we're doing our best to preserve uh, Tony's uh, collection. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that when you're a freelance photographer, you don't have a pension or anything like that. So we're doing our best to uh, see if we can't get an entity to uh, buy Tony's negatives. I mean, nobody has a better picture of Secretariat than the Secretariat walking over to the Belmont Stakes. You know, Tony's done triple crowns for, oh, probably about 40 years. And, uh, you know, so 
Uh, if anybody's on Facebook, go to support Tony Leonard and the protection of his legacy. Support Tony Leonard and the protection of his legacy, and you'll read all about the things we've been doing to try to keep his work alive. Many people have been involved, and uh, you, you and many, many others in, uh, in the industry have been really trying to do the right thing for Mr. Leonard. And uh, as John was saying, it's, uh, it's a worthwhile endeavor. Please look it up. Johnny Boy, you know, it's something near and dear to my heart is handicapping, and we've been doing it for a while to each other. We're almost like an old married couple because uh, we're starting to handicap. Me. Yes, it, it's a lot of me too, John, but, you know. Well, the good thing is old married couples don't have sex, so we're good there. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that, you know, in case my mom was listening or something. But, you know, everything is everything's cool on that home front. But, you know, we have uh, we have some big races, the International Festival Racing in Arlington this weekend. And you have some far-reaching hands, and you have some great connections throughout the industry. What's happening in Arlington Park uh, leading up uh, for the big racing for the Arlington Million? Well, uh, at, at Arlington, uh, just to give people the lay of the land, it looks like we're probably going to have a pretty tight turf course. There's a chance of possible rain overnight on Friday. What's really cool about this card, a couple things, that number one, 11 turf races. Count them. 11 turf races. And when's the last time you got to play a guaranteed pick three with three grade one races? That's incredible. You you know I love turf racing. You do as well, because every time you're out there with your uh, your your five foot long camera and you're actually or lens I should say on your camera and you're you're actually taking it all in. There's nothing more exciting than turf racing. Arlington puts on a top notch show. And you know what? We're actually going to dig in deep and we're going to do what we do do well. I would there say you go. Uh, as as a great friend of ours uh, said. Uh, you know, before we get into that. Let's get one out of the way here. It kind of caught our eye, and it, you know, and our antenna for wagering went up here. It's Saratoga Race 10 on Saturday. It's the Grade 1 Betfair TVG Alabama for 500000 bucks. Phillies, three-year-olds, and it goes off at 548. The Alabama is a very nice race indeed. It might come out to a two-horse race. Yeah, I'm very well, well, uh, well, I shouldn't say well because there's no predictions in racing, but yeah, I remember when... Bill Shoemaker won the Alabama on Gamely, so your listeners can go look that up on a chart book and find out how old I am. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let, let, let's face it, I mean, uh, just as we had uh, Rachel and Zenyatta, I don't know what you do uh, at end of year voting when you come to Devil May Care and Blind Luck. Just two sensational fillies. Uh, 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 one kind of a blue blood uh, devil may care from the Todd Bletcher barn that sold for 110,000, and then you got uh, Blind Luck, who's a daughter of Pollard's Vision, who stands for 10 grand. She sold for 11,000 and is trained by uh, Cleveland native Jerry Hollendorfer. Uh, you know this is going to be fantastic. You know everybody says the Whitney. Uh, with blame and quality road may have been horse of the year. I mean, race of the year. Well, let me tell you, you go back and you look at the Kentucky Oaks and you watch Rafael Barano put Blind Luck's nose down at the end to outnose Evening Jewel, and that race was right up there with last week's Whitney. I can't agree with you more, but your feet are to the fire, John. <laughs> where, where, where do we put on top? And, uh, and we, we know who we're boxing now, but who goes on top? Well, i got to go to Handicapping Basics, and even though... Blind Luck uh, has made more money this year. She's made eight hundred and sixty-nine thousand. Uh, Devil May Care uh, has never been defeated at Saratoga. Uh, she broke her maiden there, and she was very impressive in winning the Coaching Club American Oaks there, uh, third time with blinkers. 
Uh, so I'm going to have to say devil may care, may well uh, beat blind luck. But, uh, you know, it's only a six-horse field, and you look at these other horses, they've been running right with these two. So it's Saratoga, the graveyard of favorites. Anything could happen. Well, one's seven to five, the other's eight to five. My only fear in here is they, they could be put to sleep with some soft fractions on the front as they both are stalkers and closers. You go devil may care, and I'm split right down the middle. I'm going to go blind luck, eight to five, Joel Rosario and Jerry Hollendorf for six for six in the money in 09 and 10. Very consistent. Mile and a sixteenth, a mile and a quarter in second time off the all-weather. That's, that's a huge angle for me. Yeah, it may what? be a nose hair that separates these two at Ooh. the wire. I think it's going to be a sensational race. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't overlap with anything that's happening in Chicago. And Rosario, no, I, I really don't think it will. I, I think it's just going to be a wonderful addition. It's going to be the cherry on top of a great Sunday. Rosario is very capable uh, for Bejarano, who's staying in California. And uh, we'll touch on a little bit more of that later on in the show. But I'm going to take blind luck on top of the devil, and you're going devil on top of blind luck? Yeah, I'm going to have to. Just, you know, two for two at Saratoga. Uh, she's only had, uh, you know, two recent races, whereas blind luck's been grinding it out. She's had a lot. She's got a ship from... Uh, from California to Saratoga, you don't know if there's going to be a difference there. I love them both, but i got to take Devil May Care. You heard it right there. Put it down in pen. John Engelhart and the Devil doing the dance on Saturday. Time to head up to Chicago land for Saturday. And as John was saying, uh, we can expect hopefully a nice day in uh, such a beautiful city and a wonderful racetrack. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, if you have never been, please put it on your bucket list. We're going to start with the seventh race. It's a mile and five-eighths, the Stars and Stripes. Grade three event for $100,000, three-year-olds and up. Slated to go off 4.06 Eastern time. Johnny, lead us on. Well, it's kind of a funky race, Ed, in that none of these horses is really currently on a roll. You know, you like to see a horse coming into these races with a whole lot of current form, and uh, I won't say none of them. There's horses that have won races, but they might be an actual claimer that was a, a high-priced one. But none of these horses are really on a roll, so I don't see a standout. And there's really no early speed. Uh, free Fighter, uh, who's uh, been an Arlington-based horse, uh, could put it in there, loves Arlington, has, has two wins. So I've got to kind of go back and then, and then look at class and, and look at some angles. Um, and... The, I guess the horse that, that comes to the top for me, Ed, is Roger Atfield trained perfect shower. Atfield could have a huge day up there in Chicago. Anybody that's heard his name knows that he, he rules the greens word. His horses always run very well on the grass. Uh, this horse uh, rallied from 10th to run 2nd in the John's Call last time out. So you put my feet to the fire. I like a perfect shower over Memorial Maniac. How about you? Oh, I, I'm telling you, I, I was really hard-pressed for this. There's big speed out of rumor has it. Free fighters, you alluded to, Lemonade Kid. I like the six Armstrong Mill, 9-2. to two. Kieran Fallon for Christophe Clement. Hasn't raced in 50 days, John. But this is a 21% barn with layoffs. I like the seven for eight lifetime. The dam has six starters, five winners, two of which are turf winners. And the dam was imaginary cat. Fallon is incredibly patient and targets Arlington Park for this day. And Clement is nothing but patience personified. Sharp work at Saratoga on the turf, 59-2 and two is very solid. I'm going with Armstrong Mill, and if you can get 9-2 to two and uh, Kieran Fallon, I think you're getting a real bargain there in the Stars and Stripes. Absolutely. Well, like I said, it's kind of an interesting feel because none of them are huge standouts. And uh, now that you've said that, I'm going to put that horse in, in the try with my other two. We're going to box him up. 
Race number eight, the mile and a quarter, grade one secretary, 400,000 up for grass for three-year-olds. Slated to go off 437 Eastern time. Johnny, I think we're both on this one. Well, this is going to be the beginning of the guaranteed pick three. And caution be gore, Eddie, if I don't <laughs> think that it's an Irish exacta. <laughs> Lay it on me, boy. Well, you know, quite frankly, I've fallen in love with uh, Patty, Patty O'Prado since, uh, since he ran in the bluegrass. Uh, he is just a beautiful physical specimen. Uh, Dale Romans has kept him together fantastic. And I, and I think we, what we found out is that uh, the synthetic track uh, is not where he wants to be, and perhaps dirt is not where he wants to be, but may very well be the best three-year-old in the country on the grass. Uh, his, uh, you know, races in the Colonial Turf Club and the Virginia Derby were just awesome. Doesn't need the lead. I mean, he rallied from 12 links back at the half-mile pole in the Virginia Derby, one of the most impressive races I've seen all year. Just blew by them, and it had to wait for a little while, and uh, DeSormo got him through. Of course, Ken's been riding this horse for his last half a dozen races. Patty O'Prio looks, looks to be definitely the horse to beat. Uh, but Wigmore Hall, uh, the Irish bred, He's an unknown quantity. You know, these horses come in from Europe. They've never raced on Lasix before. They get Lasix for the first time. Uh, this horse just needs to kind of get out of the gate okay. You go through his lifetime record, and uh, he was uh, missed at the break, rank towards the rear, rank at the rear, steady at the start, rank at the rear. We know how all that can really hurt a horse, if you know what I mean. So uh, Wigmore Hall, the Irish bred, an unknown quantity. I look for him perhaps to be uh, the horse that Patty O'Prado has to beat. I think that's a pretty good summation oh, there. Ed, 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 let me tell you one thing. I, I, I digress. Two-notch road is scratched. That's what I was going to say. That's where the big speed was going to, and thank you for that late update there. Two-notch road was going to be the speed in there. But, John, aside from that, I think Patio Prado might be a real specimen. If you go back to March 6th in the Palm Beach at Gulfstream Park at 7-1, to we both cashed in on the El Prado Colt. They were running maiden special weights, and then they ran in a grade three race, and that's where the maiden break came. Patty's been really special for me, and six for six lifetime on the turf. And uh, Stam was a stakes winner, uh, and I really like the Romans DeSormo uh, team. They do very well together. Sleepy does very well for Dale Romans, and anytime he brings one to the uh, to the paddock, it's always ready. But I'm also going to agree with you right there with Wigmore Hall. Jamie Spencer won on Powers Court two times in the Arlington Million. Yeah. That was DQ'd one time. He's, he's a young and upcoming rider and knows the course very well. Mike Bell gets first Lasix here. I'm going to go with Wigmore Hall right underneath patio, especially at 5-1. to one. So Jamie Spencer, he knows it, and, buddy, does he get busy down the lane. And do tell your listening audience, we do not show each other our racing <laughs> form before the program. Of course, Dean's Kitten, you know, has always been a horse by Kitten's Joy that we think will relish the grass. And uh, certainly Mr. Mardi Gras is always right there. So I think those two round out your try and what's going to be a short field for $400,000. It's hard to believe that kind of money in a short field. Ninth race, a mile and three sixteenth, the great one, Beverly D, $750,000. Philly and Mare, three and up. 524 on the Eastern Time. John Engelhart, lead us. Well, uh, first of all, let me give you the scratch. And sad to say, this is one of the horses I was going to select, Ed. Rainbow View will mm-hmm. not be going to post for Jonathan Shepard. I really thought, you know, this horse, one of the few grade one winners in the field, uh, coming out of that modesty was going to be dangerous. But Rainbow View will be scratched from this race. Um, well, this is quite uh, the international affair. I believe this race, more than any, has, has drawn horses from across the pond. So that leaves a lot of question marks. Um, 
I guess the way I'm going to have to go in this race, I, I, I like hot cha-cha, I like ave, the British bread, but if you're going to ask me uh, to put my feet to the fire, I'm going to go with, with a horse that started out in Europe but had grade one experience against very good horses that is currently on a roll. This is a horse that has current form, looks like he's got the stalking style. Her name is Treat Gently. She's trained by Bill Mott, ridden by Kent DeSormo, coming off two graded stakes wins in impressive fashion, drove clear, and was ready when urged home. Can't ask for much more than that. I go way to the outside with the 10 Ave, 5-1, to one, Dominguez and Atfield. You mentioned Atfield going to have a big day for three chimneys racing. Say, well, Pimigo, Belmont, and uh, Woodbine, she doesn't have to have her course with her. That Kamai. Ramon is a 23% winner on the weeds. Atfield, 21%. Two for two at the distance. Daughter of Dane Hill Dancer looks double tough at 5-1. to one. But, John, I'm, I'm also going to team her up with the four gypsies warning 10-1. to one. William Buick in the irons for Graham Motion. Graham was a guest uh, about a month or so ago, and uh, all due in part to a lot of help from John Engelhart. I have some very interesting folks on here. And she's been really running in South, uh, South Africa for the most part, getting Lasix in her second effort. William Buick actually rode two winners on the Dubai Carnival Day. And there's mega money in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. And her sire shoots 50% with turf. <laughs> turf winners, John. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really astounded by that. 50%. So Valdivia to Buick and, and uh, a nice exact here to catch in. I'm going to take the 10 Ave and Jesse's warning uh, 10 to 1. And then I'm also going to throw in your horse as well to round up my trifecta. Yeah, I mean, I know Jesse's warning is a two-time grade one winner, which, which you don't see all that much. But I just, you know, I don't know about the competition in South Africa. I don't know how suspect it is. But I do agree with you on Ave uh, Atfield. It comes into the race off the best last buyer. And what really impressed me, I've got the words wow written down here, is the August 13th work at Woodbine. Five furlongs on the turf, 58 and four. So Atfield has this filly ready. Race 10, the mile-and-a-quarter turf event, grade one, the one-million-dollar one Arlington Million. It's a mile-and-a-quarter, three-year-olds and up, 6.14 p.m., 10-go postward in here, John. Um, always one of, one of the best races of the year, and it's been you know just a classic. It's developed into a classic over the last uh, uh, 28 years, and who will ever forget John Henry and the Bart Still don't believe that photo finished. Somebody in the <laughs> yeah. racing office had a bet on John Henry. <laughs> Anyhow, um, uh, I've got a horse that uh, has not been officially scratched but will probably be out in this race, and that's the one, the speed horse, Marsh Side. So that could, uh, you know, put a little fly in the ointment on this race because so many of these are classic running horses at a mile and a quarter. Um, kind of, oh, you know, just take glancing over this race, um, Five of these horses came out of the Arlington Handicap, which serves as the major prep for the Arlington Million. And they finished one, two, three, four, and six. So it should be really interesting to see who was trying to win the Arlington Handicap and who was just using that as a prep. I know uh, you've had uh, Jonathan Shepard on your show, and uh, he's got uh, just as well in there, which uh, that was a big prep effort. Uh, had to shift his uh, uh, path and go out. Uh, closed and only missed by a half a length. I think j- just as well as it's going to be dangerous. Um, the the other horse, uh, who's probably maybe the, the the best of the Euros in here, might be Summit Surge. Um, you know, this horse uh, is is one of the horses. There's there's only there's three of the last ten millions were won by horses making their 
uh, debut in the United States. And that, that is Taziz and Summit Surge. Uh, and then you got uh, Debussy in here, too. Uh, should be very interesting, but obviously uh, I've not spoken about the 800-pound gorilla sitting in the corner who I think is Gio Ponti. Um, look at the rhythm that this horse is in coming into this race. Go back to last year and see what Christopher Clement did with this horse. He won the Man of War, he won the Manhattan, and then he came in and he won the Arlington Million. Let's look at his last two races this year. Missed by a half a length in the Manhattan, a race he probably would have won if he wasn't steadied sharply on the turn. Didn't fire Ramon Dominguez, brings him back, and gets up by a neck in the Man of War. You know, history repeats itself, and I think it's going to repeat itself in, in the 28th running, the Arlington Million. I'm putting Gio Ponte over just as well in the two Europeans, Debussy and Summit Surge. Wow, we are really close on this one. I, I think Giapani, if you get seven to five, I think you should uh, you should hock your watch and go ahead and make a bet here. <laughs> and Dominguez is just a great turf rainsman. And, and, and Christophe Clement wins 21% with graded stakes. Add all that up. Uh, the dam is stakes placed and with a clean trip. And uh, I have to say, Giapani can find trouble if there's any trouble out there. And uh, if, if with a clean trip, I think he's going to be a tough customer. Dominguez is, is there for a reason. This guy is just about as tough as a nickel steak, and he'll be on this crowd like a cheap suit down the lane. I love Giapani. John, if I get 7 to 5, hammer time, because we're going to have to lock the door because I'll be up there screaming with this one. You're I not kidding. G- and like you said, I mean, he even had traffic in his last race. I know he did it in, in the Manhattan, but he had, he had traffic at the 316th pole in the Man of War and still was able to get up by a neck and saved a lot of people. He was odds-on to do that. But uh, but what can I say? He's one of the most sensational horses we've seen in, in, a, in a couple of years. Uh, you know, he took that uh, that chance to go over to the Dubai World Cup, only missed by a length and a quarter. Luckily, he's one of the horses that has bounced back from those trips to the desert to be a successful horse after. Uh, he, You know, I, I think it's Gio Pani's race to lose, Ed. I agree with you completely, uh, John. I go with Giapani, and I'm gonna. In a couple that you talked about, Tazi six to one, Richard Hills and John Gonston. X is the uh, Group Two Prince of Wales at Newmarket. That's a very good heat to launch. Historically, uh, runners that have come out of the Prince of Wales have done very well. Just as well, five to one, Julian Le Peru and uh, Shepherd. Uh, that's uh, the part of my try as well. And then Debussy, twelve to one, William Buick. Now that's the second time you've heard me mention for John Gosden. Face some monsters in Great Britain, UAE and France, and Gosden always has a card up his sleeve. But I think it's all Giapanti's race to lose, you know, with a clean break and uh, down the lane. Dominguez can actually, uh, he can find his way into the winner's circle on this day, John. Yeah, well, both European horses, uh, Taziz and, and Debussy, came out of that Prince of Wales stakes. And the horse that won that race, Byword, uh, looked like he was going to win the grade one $650,000 Judmont International and uh, was leading at the 16th pole. Uh, Rip Van Winkle wasn't asleep that day. He caught him at the wire. So they're coming out of a race where, you know, uh, the horse that wheeled back just about won one of the biggest races in Europe. So, yeah, I, I think Taziz and Debussy are, are legitimate underneath Giopani. Well, there you have it. You've got our handicapping for Arlington. You picked up your Saratoga action from one John Collins Engelhardt. You've talked about everything that you are in. John, I read something in the Daily Racing Forum Weekend Edition and something that I, I, I always confer with you about because you have a keen eye for horse flesh. When you go to the paddock, and I always ask 
assets of people that really have a keen eye and, and you really have a sense for what is going on, no matter what they look like on paper. I think the physical specimen of the horse is sometimes overlooked by handicappers. In a nutshell, if you could bullet point three or four things, what should we look for when we head down to the paddock? Well, you know, horses are, are athletes, and so you look for a physical specimen that looks like he's cocky and he wants to play the game, just like somebody that struts out onto a football field or struts out onto a basketball court and says, bring it on. Uh, their neck should be bowed. Their ears should be alert. Uh, they should not be fighting their handler. Uh, in this hot weather, you want to look for certain signs. You don't want a horse that's lathered up on the neck, and particularly look between the hind legs and see if there's sweat there. If so, that's called kidney sweat. And that means the horse is leaving a little bit of adrenaline in the paddock. Uh, so just watch their interaction with their handlers. Watch their interaction as they're being saddlers. You could, you, you, you could just see some of these guys. They're muscling up. They're, they're, they're putting their shoulders up, and they're ready for the game. And the thing is, you can't go to one race and go, oh, now I know what John was talking about. You need to do it over and over and over again, and all of a sudden you'll find you know, a, a horse that's ready for the game. You'll also find a favorite who's coming over that's sulking, that had a bad night. Maybe somebody stole his goat the night before. I don't know. He doesn't like the heat. Um, and you'll be able to throw a horse out. But you have to do it consistently. And it's also probably one of the most marvelous places at a racetrack to be. John, your insights are always welcome. And I, and I said it before, uh, you and I, but I'll say it uh, in front of uh, anyone that would have two ears and listen, that in fact uh, you've raised my game up a notch or two quite a bit. You've taught me a lot about uh, watching and, and paying attention and your handicapping is uh, par excellence. You've, uh, you've done the Ohio Derby. You've done many years of producing TV shows and, and racing and you, you have a keen eye for what goes on in racing. And professionally, you've taught me a lot. You've taught me more than uh, so many other people have in, in my, my other racing days. No comparison needed. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure, and it's been an honor to actually work with you. And, and on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking your time, bud. Thanks a lot, Ed. I look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow, my friend. You got it, John. And on Saturday, bring your wallet because we're going to double it up. You got it. Don't forget the guaranteed pick three, three grade ones. That's a bet you can get your teeth into. Thanks a lot, John. Have a great yeah. night. That's been John Collins Inglehart, nice guy, man of racing, Turf Publicist President, many, many hats he wears. It makes daggone good potatoes, Collins. It's time to head out to a break. And when we return, we're going to do some final furlong handicapping, a little blurb about the news, and we're going to get you rapping for this weekend here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Rolling on, Dion. I love to hear that music. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. My man, Dion, he's bringing the sounds. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of recap last week. Mammoth Park, race 10, the Continental Mile. Winners of three, Rustler Hustler. Pablo Morales wins by a dirty neck, 29-60 for Timmy Ham. Timmy Ham, my man, Timmy Ham from Ohio originally. 11th race in Mammoth, the grade three Mammoth Oaks. Winner is the five, no such word, Terry Thompson. Four wide and clear for Cindy Jones. That is three in a row for the Jones clan. That's Larry Jones, now Cindy. Saratoga race 10, the Sword Dancer, a grade one event. Winner is the eight, telling Garrett Gomez in the Irons Fane, 2260 for Steve Hobby. And then race number nine at Ellis Park, the Gardenia, grade three. Winners, the one direct line. Tony Farina gets up by a nose at the wire. 24 even for Vicky Oliver. And then the grade two, La Jolla Adelmar. Race number nine. Winners, the two, Sydney's Candy. Joel Rosario wins by five and a half. 480 to win for Johnny Sadler. And then the grade two at Delmar in the eighth race of John Maybe, a mile and an eighth on the turf. Winners, the one, Wasted Tears. Rajiv Marah, a dirty nose, continues the winning streak, 420 for Bart Evans. That is last week, and we had it all cooked and ready to go. A few lines of news to throw at you. Santa Anita goes back to the dirt. According to the L.A. Times, they will remove the all-weather course after the Oak Tree meeting in October, October 31st, and be ready for December 26th. But there's some flies in the ointment here. Frank Stronic said it will happen, and his speech was greeted with applause. Now, wait a minute. It's not over yet. Daily Racing Forum. California Horse Racing Board rejected to conduct a meeting due to concerns. According to CTT President John Sadler, they would like to see the meet run in Hollywood. Pro Ride installed in 08 has had many, many problems. Back to the dirt, Santa Anita. Good stuff to hear. Congratulations, Russell Bays. 11,000 wins. 
became the first jockey in North America to reach 10,000. Then he addressed the crowd and said, in about three years, I'll be standing here again. And he was not lying. Other parts of the news taking on, I hope I get this one right, triskaidekaphobia. Ramon Dominguez always puts his right foot on the floor when he gets out of bed. Malin Studert wears an evil eye amulet. Jerry Bailey always pulled on his left boot first, dressing for a race. Jockeys are a superstitious type, but it doesn't mean the riders in the jockey colonies at Saratoga this past Friday the 13th called it in sick. When they just said when they were riding on the 13th, on the Friday the 13th, they, it's just a funny day, and it's going to be a little extra cautious. said, God keeps me safe, according to Maryland Studer. I, I found that, and I thought that was kind of funny. I Kind of tongue-in-cheek there. And inducted into the Racing Hall of Fame, no easy ride. Randy Romero never gives up after seven previous attempts. Finally came through the 52-year-old Romero. Goes along with Don Pierce and trainer on Michael Malari. Point given, my favorite, my favorite runner, and Harry Bassett. Romero, 4,294 races. you got to love that. Talking about somebody you got to love, we're going to jump out to him. We're going to go a moment or two with the Cincinnati Kid. Kid, are you there? Cincinnati Kid, are you there? Well, I guess he's not. Maybe we'll get back to him. Hey, hey can you hear me? I can hear you now. Man, <laughs> I was getting worried there. Yeah, Kid, how are you doing? Me for a sec. <laughs> How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? I couldn't be doing any better. Just had Johnny Englehart on. We were handicapping the big Arlington card, and we were just talking horses, as you and I are doing now, and life couldn't get any sweeter. Kid, I know you have a few up your sleeve, and, uh, you know, if, if you can impart some wisdom, we're all ears. All right. I think I have three for you, actually. I'm going to start it. Friday at Thistle Downs, of all places. You know, I don't pick Thistle very often, so it's got to be a special occasion. Mm-hmm. The eighth race at Thistle on Friday is the 24th running of the Honey Jay Stakes here for Ohio Bread sprinting six furlongs. I like the favorite entry of the one perfectly played and the 1A Try We May. Scott Spieth is currently named on both. I'm not sure if there'll be a rider change or if one will end scratch out of here, but perfectly played comes in off of two straight wins at Prescott. He's six for seven over this distance. Loves facing Ohio bred. I think he's rounding in the form nicely. His entry mate comes in off of a nice claiming win up at Prescott as well, and I believe he's the defending state sprint champion try we may. So let's look for either half of this entry to run sharply in Friday's feature. Well, that's one we got, and that's Friday's feature. You said two more, and I've got them all written down in pen here, young man. All righty, sir. River Downs on Saturday, race six. This is a... Ohio Bread claiming race, open $5,000. I'm going to take a swing for a long shot here. I like the five, Orion. Jorge Bracho gets back aboard for owner-trainer Dave Asbury. This horse seems to be a lot better versus state bread than open company, so you can kind of draw a line through his last race. Plus, he was making a nice move. Gets back at the six for a long distance. Bracho's back aboard. Four of this horse's seven wins come over this River Downs Oval and a nice 10-to-1 price. You can't beat that right now. And Brocker's been riding very well. Yes, sir. He's been in a groove as of late. And That's two kind of, now, kid. Yeah. Hat trick time. And to kind of play on your theme here, I'm going to Arlington Park, race 10 for the Arlington Million. I like a long shot you guys touched on, the 10. Summit Surge, Karen Fallon on this one for Luca Kamani. This horse has really improved since returning back to the grass. Just kind of draw a line through his races at Maidon in the uh, 
United Arab Inference was also a grade three winner last year in Ireland. I think this one's really rounding in the form. If I could get ten to one on him with Karen Fallon, I'll take that any day of the week. If you get ten to one with Karen Fallon, you better double up the bet. <laughs> that is that's some good picking there, kid. Yes, sir. I'm hoping they all come in. Well, James, thanks as usual for your call. We always appreciate your handicapping. Say hello to everybody, and especially Flo and all her fancy cooking that she does. Kid, thanks for the call. All right. Thanks a lot, Eddie. Thank you, buddy. Cincinnati Kid, he's always handicapping. we got about three minutes till close. We're going to do a little speed handicapping here. On Saturday, Saratoga, you've already heard my main plays at Arlington. Saratoga in the first on the inner turf at 1 o'clock. Take the two. Writing on the wall. Big speedster here for Prado. In the first race of Saratoga, take the two. Writing on the wall. Second race, Saratoga goes off 131. Go with the one. Mucho Macho Man, 5-2. to two. Garrett Gomez and Timothy Ritvo. Nice two-year-old son of Macho Una here. Just missed it. Calder. So you take the one in the second race at Saratoga. Mucho Macho Man. Third race, five-and-a-half New York breads on the turf. Number five, we need VLTs. And I'm telling you, that is the cry of most tracks nowadays. Johnny V and Linda Rice, and she just tortured them with turf sprints last year and this year, and she went on to be the first lady to win Saratoga in 09. In the third race, take the five, we need VLTs. Race number four, seven furlongs claiming 25,000. I like the six, Khalid Valley, three to one. Johnny V and Eddie Keneally aboard as Julian LePru will be in Chicago. So in the race four, take the six, Khalid Valley. Race number five, take the three, African Dreamer at four to one. Joel Rosario in the red hot Chad Brown winning 36%. Race number five, take that three, African Diamond. And then the seventh race, go to the two into my soul, two to one. Joel Rosario and Dick Dutro dropping in class here in the inner turf, claiming 25000 And race number seven, take the two into my soul. Mammoth Park race 11, the mile and eighth Philip Island grade three event. I like the five. I want revenge. I think he gets revenge. Eight to five jersey, Joe Bravo for Dick Dutro. Nine for nine lifetime in the money was the scratch morning line favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Talamota Bravo. Has not raced in 49 days. Don't think it's going to hurt him a bit. Previously trained by Jeff Mullins and Dutro wins 28% with shippers to his barn. Drop it in class, too, from the grade two suburban to the grade three today. So in the 11th race in Monmouth, the Island handicap, take the five. I want revenge. If you get eight to five, double it up. Delmar, real quick, race four. I like the three cigar man, Bejaranum for Vladimir Saren. Saren's winning 23%. That is race four at Delmar, the three cigar man. Race number five, a mile on a turf, the seven Russian River. Bejarano and one of my favorites, Mike Mitchell, who's winning 25% of the time. The ninth race, the mile and an eighth, grade one Delmar Oaks. Evening Jewel's going to be the big favorite, but I like the lightly race Philly, the six harmonious. Mike Smith and John Sheriff, and I can't say no more about these guys. They just flat out get the job done, and what a wonderful team they have actually made. Well, there you had it. We talked some handicapping, handicapping, and handicapping, a little bit of news, and a whole lot of action. And time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing, and this week, definitely no difference. Winning Ponies would like to thank John Collins Engelhardt as our special guest, the Cincinnati Kid, for calling in with his handicapping and you for tuning in. So until next week, when we'll be speaking with the one-time winningest female rider in the world, Miss Patty Cooksey, 
May your winners be many and your photos be few. Good night and good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.